This hour's news headlines. We begin today. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters, our 100th episode. Some of the earlier sounds you heard there were from our past episodes of babies and horses riding and ancient taverns and up-to-date news. Irish music, all of it, figured into our 99 previous episodes. And now we welcome you to our 100th. And whether it's your first time or your 100th, it's wonderful to share this time with you. You know, Oprah Winfrey says, the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. And we're celebrating today. And even though they're not here with me physically, I feel the spirits of my brother Mark and my dad, whose birthdays are this week. If you haven't listened to my podcast, A Brother Indeed, which debuted on January 4th, 2021, um, I talk about the fact that sometimes people we never really knew early in life reveal the greatest gifts of love later on. And how my late brother, Mark, a renowned scientist, taught me about poetry and grace. You see, he was a tough cookie early in my life. An athlete, 10 years older than me. um, A scientist, a budding scientist blowing things up in our basement back east. And um, he was uh, difficult to embrace. He had an anger in him um, that took years to work out. And I didn't really get to know him till I was an adult. Um, And my dad was near death. And it was then to my greatest surprise, there was revealed a miracle of a person I never had the opportunity to know. Because dad suffered during the last years of his life with emphysema. He was this vital, energetic man reduced to gasping for breath, and he often resorted to a mass tethered to the small cylinder of oxygen he came to require. Traveling was out of the question. Walking took too much of his strength, and yet somehow my brother Mark would not allow this rival in the guise of ill health to bring my dad down. Mark flew my dad and mom to Hawaii, where he was then living And he arranged for an apartment near his own. And he began taking them around the island and showing them a good time. Indeed, every day for two months, at the end of my dad's life, Mark escorted dad and mom around the island of Oahu. And he opened up new vistas and unveiled the hills and valleys and wondrous oceans surrounding the island. Colors, my father never seen formed veritable rainbows of splendor. 
See, my brother had evolved from an isolationist who beat his own angry drum into a man who made symphonies possible for his dad and mom. He gave up himself like many never do, and I, I saw something beyond precious in the way he infused heartache with hope. At the end of one of the final days that they were there, they Mark took one of the, our parents out for a summer drive along the ocean, and he drove them up to the hill overlooking a volcano just as the sun was setting. And our dad was not having a particular good day, even by what by then had become a difficult standard. But the sight of ocean and volcano and sun breaking into gold and rose hues was irresistible. Dad strained to see beyond the confines of his car window, frustrated that he could not experience all 360 degrees of the natural wonder. He wanted one more feel of the air wafting across his body and and Mark would make it possible. This brother of mine and my brother Michael's and my sister Ethel, this enigma who had always seemed untouchable, he reached into the back of that car and lifted Dad into his arms. Cradling him gently, carried him out to the end of the hill. Ocean and sunset lay in splendor before them. The volcano's majestic head was bathed in light, and our father, our father drank in the beauty, the colors, the blessings of it all. That was a precious moment. Why? Because the human spirit was being celebrated. That is just one of the stories that this podcast has sought to highlight and will continue to highlight. And if you haven't listened to them or if you've heard them only once, you might visit some of our past episodes. There was the Secret Honor Guard, this mysterious gathering that stood with me around the grave of my mentor. Top secret warriors from the Secret Service and from... uh, Marine uh, Elite Six there to pay a debt of gratitude to an older woman who had blessed their lives. I share with you in some of the episodes other stories of meeting people famous and not famous. The revelation I had with Nobel Laureate on stage one day, Nobel Laureate Ellie Wiesel, in a play that I was starring in and that he had written, where both he and I cried tears of gratitude on each other's shoulders. I share an episode with you about the mechanic of my youth who taught me the value and thrill of us and authenticity. I still hear you, Mike. Nuns who taught me about hope. I've shared story of sunsets taught me by my wife in the podcast When Heaven and Earth Kiss. I've introduced you to your AQ, your awareness quotient, in the episode called The Ultimate Exit Interview and my personal uplifting encounter with master conductor, composer, legend John Williams in Indiana Jones comes to Nantucket. About meeting August Wilson at the intermission of one of his plays and his challenge to me 
as well as the personal advice I received from Leonard Bernstein as a teen that was transformative. But indeed, it was the everyday poet. It was the teacher in my classroom. It was the clergy person and members of my family and strangers I'd meet in my travels that taught me the most. Indeed, the stranger who met me in a particularly low moment of my life in Scotland in a pub in Edinburgh who asked me if I had seen the Highlands and I had said no. And he said, then you haven't seen Scotland, laddie. Get yourself up to the Highlands. And I don't know if it was the way he said it or that I needed that push, but I got on a bus, went up to the Highlands And sure enough, when I got off the bus and looked out over the vale and the beauty of the Scottish Highlands, there was someone who came and whispered in my ear, the driver of that bus, who could have been the man back in the pub in Edinburgh, who whispered, Aye, laddie, now you've seen Scotland. These are the people who help you celebrate lives. These are the people who make things touchable and possible. It was Emily Dickinson who says we dwell in possibility. That is the purpose of this podcast, one that dwells in possibility. So I'm celebrating this moment of the 100th episode because we all need to celebrate the landmarks of our lives, and they come in all shapes and sizes. When a child speaks a first word, that's worthy of a celebration, right? Completing a trip we'd long dreamed of or opening a new business or ending one relationship that has not served us or beginning a new one, choosing a new path, new faith, new friends, falling in love, recognizing the beauty of being alone and that of being with friends and family, each with its own beauty its own texture and colors. People of our time are losing the power of celebration, said Abraham Joshua Heschel. He said, to be entertained is a passive state. It is to receive pleasure afforded by an amusing act or a spectacle. But celebration, celebration is a confrontation, giving attention to the transcendent meaning of one's actions. Celebration is a confrontation, giving attention to the transcendent meaning of one's actions. One way to celebrate, I think, and that I explore in this podcast, is to reclaim our own selves, imperfect, but more powerful than we often realize. As poet David White says, anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. Anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. So I challenge you in this 100th episode, let go of what is too small. Embrace all the rest. And this moment, this moment, what does this moment of attaining 100 episodes mean to me? It means if I think about it, that I kept on keeping on. 
that carpe diem isn't just a phrase Robin Williams shouted in Dead Poets Society, that family and or friends or both can inspire you to be more, to become you, the you you're capable of, the one you've been seeking for you are the one you've been waiting for. I leave you on this 100th episode with a favorite poem, which is a benediction and a blessing from the incandescent soul that was and is John O'Donoghue, Irish poet, theologian, and philosopher. His gentle wishes are what I wish for you as we move into this next chapter of a podcast, which seeks to celebrate our messy, perfectly imperfect lives. Be a nacht. On the day when the weight deadens on your shoulders and you stumble, may the clay dance to balance you. And when your eyes freeze behind the gray window and the ghost of loss gets into you, may a flock of colors, indigo, red, green, and azure blue, come to awaken in you a meadow of delight. When the canvas frays in the kurach of thought and a stain of ocean blackens beneath you, may there come across the waters a path of yellow moonlight to bring you safely home. May the nourishment of the earth be yours. May the clarity of light be yours. May the fluency of the ocean be yours. May the protection of the ancestors be yours. And so may a slow wind work these words of love around you. An invisible cloak to mind your life. Until next week, starting the next 100, embrace this moment and celebrate yourselves. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.